Hi, and welcome to another episode of A Shot Glass of Recovery with your host, Julie, half of the dynamic duo that brings you the podcast, Two Sober Chicks. Hello, neighbor. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Could you be mine? Would you be mine? <laughs> Uh, do you notice I'm singing a lot more lately? Isn't that so sweet? I think so. Um, clearly my range is not good. Today, I would like to talk to you about being a good neighbor slash personal safety in AA. So, listen, as we say in our program, we are not saints. And just as much as you can find a crazy asshole outside of the rooms, you can find one inside of the rooms. And I have been lucky that I have only ever had a couple of very minor situations in the rooms, but I've been in for almost 10 years, so that's a pretty good run. And I don't know anyone that's had huge issues, but I do know it's a really tricky area because we are anonymous, right? So how are you supposed to be safe in AA? What I was taught as a newcomer, straight woman is that women stick with women and men stick with men. However, if you are of the LGBTQ community, I would say stick with the peeps that you are most safe with. So that could be, you know, if you're a gay man and you want to stick with gay men and avoid those crazy-ass lesbians, do that. If you're a lesbian and you don't like gay men or perhaps you'd rather stick with gay men because you're safer with them, go with that. The point is try to stick with a group of people at the beginning that you are not in danger of being stalked by. I don't know how else to say it. So from my experience, which as a heterosexual female, is that I was told to stay away from men. And I could use my sponsor as an excuse. For example, a man comes up to me in AA and this happened. And he's a really good friend of mine now. But at the beginning, he came up to me and he said, "Um, I'd love to get your number and connect. And I said, my sponsor said I can't talk to men for the first year. You can have my email, which was like an email I put together just for the rooms that had no identifying information about me at all. And he still ribs me about that, but it was a really good safeguard. Hang on one second. Excuse me. So later on, you know, now we have each other's numbers and we text each other all the time and it's not a big deal. But it's a good idea just to be extra careful at the beginning that if someone is going to be interested in you, you have a safeguard against that. Because first of all, if you're in your first fucking year, you should not be dealing with 13th stepping, which is someone coming after you in the rooms or you going after someone else in the rooms. That should not be a part of your recovery. Was I looking in the rooms for handsome men that would excite me? Yes, I was. But I didn't mess with any of that. Um, I have made a personal decision for me, actually, that I do not want to date inside the rooms. Um, I dated someone, he was an American, in the rooms, and it was great that we could share a program of recovery. But for me personally, I want that to be mine and mine alone. I don't want someone else 
in my romantic relationship having any business in that world other than maybe perhaps knowing about it or coming with me to meetings, but that's about it. That's a personal decision. So um, I know that in the LGBTQ community, it can be really different. So we have a huge LGBTQ community here in Toronto. Excuse me. They um, actually have a something called the Gratitude Committee, and they have their own conference, and it's so much fun. I performed in one of their conferences in the lip sync competition a couple of years ago, and the gay men's groups here are really amazing. They're one of my favorite to go to, and so in that community, there tends to be more unity, obviously, for obvious reasons. So, you know, while a heterosexual woman or heterosexual man may stick with their own gender group um, in terms of being safe in a sort of romantic, sober, social way. I'm not articulating myself very well. I hope you understand what I'm trying to get across. Um, The LGBTQ community may operate a little differently. Um, So they... The, as in my experience, in terms specifically of the gay men, they tend to stay with each other and it's not the same safety issue that we have as women being attracted to the opposite gender. So anyways, what I'm trying to say is um, keep your number to yourself. Keep identifying information to yourself, where you work, where you live. Just until you get your legs in the program, you get at least a year And you decide who your safe people are. I got very close with the women in my home group, specifically with long timers that were happy, joyous, and free, that had a lot of sobriety and a lot of relationships in sobriety so that I could run things by them. Like, is this behavior appropriate? Is this version of the step something that is a good interpretation? How is this meeting in this part of town? What other groups would you recommend? This person wants to be my friend. What is your experience of them in the rooms? That's okay. Absolutely, that's okay. Especially as a newcomer, those of us that have been around a little bit longer can guide and support newcomers in who is safe and who is trusted. And so often that's language I use with a newcomer or a new sponsee that will say, um, I was thinking of texting so-and-so or I was talking to so-and-so. And if they're one of the goodies, I'll say they're a trusted member. That's okay. You can trust them. So rely on people with good sobriety that seem to be healthy and balanced. However, you won't really know that until you're around for a while. But I would say keep recovery, recovery only for a while. Um, you know, one of my, this, so one of my best friends, she is not in recovery, but she started a new job last year and with the desire to connect with her co-workers, she went on a girl's trip, like within the first couple of months of working at this new job. And she decided to go on a girl's trip with a bunch of her co-workers, which was a horrible idea because she didn't know them well enough. And then all of a sudden she was away at an overnight trip with women that were gossipy and nasty and partied really hard. And she was super uncomfortable, but she's at a new job and wants to network so she didn't say anything but she didn't sleep that night she got home she was a wreck for a couple of days it's the same thing in AA 
just keep your distance until you know better, until you know enough. It's no different than any other relationship, whether you're dating or making new friends. Just be careful because you're really vulnerable at first in your early recovery. So you just want to make sure that whether it's socially or even within the program, you make sure you're safe. Now, AA.org, AA has released um, a pamphlet. It's service material from the General Service Office, which is called the GSO. And you can go online and look at this stuff. Um, It's called Safety and AA Our Common Welfare. Safety is an important issue within AA, one that all groups and members can address to develop workable solutions and help keep our meetings safe based on the fundamental principles of the fellowship. And so for Tradition 1, the long-form version, it says, Each member of Alcoholics Anonymous is but a small part of a great whole. AA must continue to live or most of us will surely die. Hence, our common welfare comes first. But individual welfare follows close afterwards. And it's a really good publication on autonomy and group action, Uh, Dealing with disruptions, group safety and unity, AA and the law, we are not above the law. If someone is genuinely harassing you, you can go to the law, even though it's an anonymous program. Um, And it talks about what group members can do in a situation where someone doesn't feel safe and points you to different kinds of pamphlets and stuff. So there is a safety card for AA groups that it is at some groups. It's really great. It's a yellow, it's almost like a cue card. And it talks about ensuring your own personal safety, whether it's just simply leaving a meeting by yourself Um, And reinforcing the idea that calling the proper authorities does not go against any AA traditions and is actually recommended if someone has endangered the safety of another person. So these are really good things to pay attention to. Um, It's a really good perspective check. Like just because we're all people trying to get sober, it doesn't mean that we're all safe. Um, We're our own microcosm of a community, um, a subculture within a larger culture. And everywhere you go, you're going to find safe and unsafe people. Um, If you're new and have no one to ask these questions, you can always email me. The number two, soberchicks at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter, the same uh, handle. I don't know what the kids call it these days. The number two, soberchicks at gmail.com. And um, Lisa and I have addressed this on a couple of podcasts in the past, but Like I said, if you need any more support, AA.org, call your local AA office. They are an amazing resource. It's just people in AA that are trained and do service work to answer the phones and help the still-suffering alcoholic or someone like me who's in a new city, in a new place, calling the AA hotline and saying, hey, what's some great meetings I can go to? You are never alone in this program (laughs) in more ways than one, sometimes in a creepy way. But it's rare. I can tell you from personal experience, it is rare. Anyways, I hope you have a good day, and I will talk to you soon. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, a beautiful day for a na- Won't you be mine? Won't you be mine? Hi, it's me again. 
This is my P.S. I don't want to go in and cut things and paste and I just forgot some stuff I realized as I was going to upload it and I want to add some things. Money in AA exchanging hands is almost always not a good idea. I never in one situation I have seen where a sponsee asks a sponsor or another person for money to borrow has always turned out bad. Uh, There are some exceptions. I have supported, I have offered financial support to a couple of people in the rooms in extenuating circumstances. For example, there was a beloved long timer in our group that is no longer with us. Um, in the program forever, elderly, and was having surgery and was worried about her income, was still working. And so I offered if she needed financial assistance, I could give it to her. It was not a loan. It would have been a gift. She didn't take me up on it, but I felt better knowing that if she couldn't pay her bill, she could always reach out to me. Um, I think that's an extenuating circumstance. But whenever I've seen sponsees approach sponsors to lend them money for rent or paying their bills or buying groceries, it's always gone bad. It's the same thing with living situations. I I know of a couple of close people to me that have found living situations for sponsees that are coming out of treatment or coming out of sober living. And in every single circumstance, that has turned out poorly where the sponsee has relapsed in the home of someone that's in recovery, and it has been a shit show. Um, Bailing sponsees out of jail, I have seen go bad. Becoming the, um, I don't know what it is, the person that bails you out, like the sponsor, not sponsor, I don't know what it's called, but I have seen that go bad. Um, Fronting money for car payments, I have seen that go bad. And we're talking about major rifts. So rule of thumb is do not exchange money in recovery. If someone needs money, they can figure it out another way. And it is okay to say no. I often we just really want to help each other and especially sponsee that's close to us. We really want to support them. And that's a decision each person gets to make personally. But fair warning, this is a podcast about safety in AA. I would say keep that out of it. Um, In terms of giving rides, again, it's a personal decision people can make, but I recommend in the beginning, you and your friends can know where you live and your family, but keep people in the rooms out of it until they become a trusted person. Another good way to be a good neighbor in AA, don't ask anybody for their number unless you are in, for example, I will approach a newcomer and say, take my number if you need anything. That is very different. I will never ask a newcomer for their phone number ever. Don't do that. Um, It is not a good idea. And it doesn't look... Anyways, I'm not going to say any more about that. Um, Don't ask new people out in a personal way. Not a good idea. Don't get in the way of sponsor-sponsee relationships. Stay out of that. It is up to the sponsee to either leave their sponsor with a clean break and come to you or ask questions. There is a situation where I have intervened when it has come to a predator in the rooms. There was a, a man who was a predator in the rooms and I would see him go and talk specifically to the women that would get their 24-hour chips. 
it fucking disgusts me to even think about it because I knew what he was doing because he tried to do it to me and he had done it to several other women. And I went up to those women and I would say, be careful with him. Do not give your number. Just watch it. And that was it. Another way I have intervened when I have seen clearly unhealthy people going after newcomers to sponsor them is just to introduce myself to that sponsee and to say, if take my number. If you have any questions or you need anything, let me know. Um, because it's not for me to say, that person that's sponsoring you is unhealthy. That's not the way it should go. I also should not be playing God. If I believe in a higher power that is going to support us and lead us, then I believe all I can do is put myself out there and pray that my higher power uses me accordingly to be of service to other people and encourage those newcomers. Introduce them to safe, trusted people in the rooms. Um, That's what a healthy, appropriate way of dealing with ourselves in recovery looks like. Be a good neighbor, okay? Thank you. Um, I think that's it. I don't know. If, I don't think there's going to be another PPS here, but you never know. Sometimes things pop into my head as I'm about to upload, but I hope that was helpful to you. Bye.